wherever you are. It's midnight somewhere. You're listening to Pulp Fury Radio, a silent signal that only exists in your ears. I am your eternal hostess, the librarian. Are you sitting comfortably? Oh, what a pity. Our story tonight is an exercise in suspicion and danger, a tale of murder wrapped in mystery and served with cold blood. Paranoia is a condition of the mind, striking deep in the heart, then crawling outwards, ever so slowly, until it has full control. So remember to keep your guard up and your wits about you. Lock your doors and dim the lights as we entice your ears with our story for this evening called The Last Known Sighting of Irma Strauss. Yes, ma'am. In fact, I am English. Oh, thank the Lord. I can't make hide nor hair of this ticket. I tried to board over there and the ticket collector wouldn't even listen to me. And I don't speak a word of French. He just kept pointing back here. Could you tell me which platform this departs from? Well, I should hope so. It's my train, after all. Ah, oh, I see the confusion. You had the right car number, but the wrong class. Yours is a first-class ticket. Back this way. You're almost there, ma'am. I'll show you to your carriage. May I take your bags for you? No, I'm fine. Thank you. But, well... You've got quite a limp there, ma'am. I know. A bullet will do that to you. A bullet? Who would ever shoot a lady such as you? A German soldier. Almost seven years ago. And I refused to give that damn kraut the satisfaction of changing my life, so I need no help with my bag, thank you. Sorry, ma'am. Meant no disrespect. Here we are, train number six, carriage number twelve. Oh, um... Is there a problem? No, no problem at all, ma'am. It's quite a full train. You've got one of the least occupied cars. Here we are, last carriage on the line. It's just that, um... What's your name? Patrick. Patrick. Is there a problem with this carriage? No, ma'am, except there's a... Well, see that man and woman up front there? Well, they aren't sitting so close because they're involved. He's from Interpol, and she's a prisoner. A prisoner? Yes, ma'am. There was meant to be a prison car attached to the last station, but there was a mix-up and didn't happen. We moved them to number 12 because they had the least number of people in it. I'm sure everything will be all right, ma'am. She's cuffed to his hand, and he's a big fellow and can surely handle himself. Interpol, you say? Whatever did she do? You'll have to ask the inspector. He's keeping fairly tight-lipped about it, though. Still, it's a lovely carriage, new Kingsford furnishings, and inward-facing seats for maximum space. Simply a lovely carriage, ma'am. Sit where you like. We'll be departing soon. Thank you, Patrick. Quite all right, ma'am. I'll be taking my seat by the door should you need anything. I say, what passes for help these days? I beg your pardon? Our man Patrick, scurrying off without helping stow your bag away first. Remarkably rude of him. No, I told him not to help me. Oh, is that so? Well, forgive my intrusion then. It's just with your walking cane and the way you limp, so... I... That's quite right. It has been lovely to see some British hospitality after the days I spent in Nice. 
I know my French is dreadful, but they could at least have some patience while I try. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. For me, nothing is finer than the south of France. If there's one thing England lacks is mountains. Do you ski at all, Miss... Uh... Mrs. And I'm afraid not. Not with my back. Oh, how frightfully careless of me. Do accept my apology. I took it for granted that such a handsome young woman would be the adventurous type. <laughs> how charming. Though I feel I wouldn't be as young or as handsome if there wasn't any brandy on your breath, Mr... <clears throat> Schwartz. Herman Schwartz. And I see we've run out of polite conversation already. Oh, pity. No luck, sport. Afraid not. Well, as we say, he who dares wins. Never mind the bird. Are you up for another drink there, Pete? My shot this time. Sure. May as well settle in. Yes. It's going to be a long ride if it's just you and I chatting. I ask you, why have these inward-facing seats if not for conversation? Yet the fellow at the bowler seems only to speak in grunts and won't take his nose out of that book. The mademoiselle is doing her best impression of a stone wall, and I much doubt we'll get much out of the bobby over there. Still, some wonderful countryside and the view of those mountains all draped in an eider-down of purest snow. Does Brandy always bring out the poet in you, Herman? <laughs> no, 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 but the sight of these mountains very well may. I tell you, it's one of the many things money simply can't buy. Only if you're afraid to dream big. Attention everyone, as we'll soon be departing the station, let me welcome you aboard Les Mistral Chianti Number 6 direct to Paris. This first class carriage has its own bar service with an array of beverages and snacks available for your enjoyment. Our approximate travel time to Paris is 10 hours once the train has begun moving. Please relax and let the concierge, which is me, know if you require anything to make your trip more enjoyable. Attention, du le monde allons. You can skip it, Pat. No one here is French. Right. Well, I shall just take my seat then. Everyone, if I could have your attention, please. Eyes to me. I am Inspector Thomas Page of Interpol. Do any of you recognise the woman cuffed to my arm? No. Should we? Is it Amelia Earhart? <laughs> no. This is Irma Strauss. Does anybody know that name? Not for two, huh? Prisoners are usually held within prison cars during transport. However, as I'm sure some of you have heard from the loose lips of Patrick here, that prison car didn't arrive. So instead of chancing an extra day in Nice, we've taken this car as our prisoner transport. To ensure your safety, Fraulein Strauss will remain handcuffed to myself for the entirety of the trip. I am licensed and armed, so I can assure you of your safety. However, safety is a two-way street. To ensure the safety of my prisoner, I will be interviewing each of you individually. Let's start with you, miss. Mrs. What do you want to know? Your name, your business in Nice, and why you're headed to Paris. My name is Caroline Hart. I was in Nice for a medical consultation. Paris is merely a stop on my way back to London. This consultation... Does that have anything to do with the cane you're carrying? I believe that's my business. You're I... shot by a Nazi, sir! Forgive young Patrick here. He's what you might call excitable. Is this true, Mrs Hart? Yes. Forgive my inquisitive nature. But how did that happen? You are a woman, after all. The Nazis saw fit to murder millions in ovens and gas chambers. Do you really think that they'd object to shooting a woman in the back? 
I was in the WAAF, telegraphing Morse code. Oh, God love a woman in uniform. Do you care to elaborate? No, but seeing as I seem to have no choice in the matter, it was in North Africa in 41. The push west cut off by the German counterattack. Me and some of the other girls stayed to telegraph the enemy movements before bugging out. Our boys held the lines, but a handful of krauts slipped through. I was shot in the back. The Nazi bullet dug in my hip bone, so now I walk with a limp. The girl next to me got caught in the jaw. She landed on top of me, and I survived by playing dead. Her name was Sarah Ann Mayfield, and I owe her my life. Is that what she wanted to hear, Inspector? A doctor in Nice is said to be a master in reconstruction, so I went to see him. It seems reconstruction like mine costs an arm and a leg, neither of which I can afford to part with. Am I done? Yeah, thank you, ma'am. What about you? Who are you, sir? Doctor, actually. Dr. Herman Schwartz, at your service. Psychiatrist, to be precise. In Nice for a holiday. Simply love a good ski trip and make the move as often as I can. Like Mrs. Hart, I'm on my way back to flat old England. Back to my practice and patience. It's been a wonderful trip, as always. I even love the train ride. <laughs> One day, it'll all be airships, you know. <laughs> Where's the joy in that? You miss all the scenery. Psychiatrist. So you listen to people while they talk? <clears throat> well, much more to it than that. It's a, quite a misunderstood field. Ironic, that, really, wouldn't you say? The science of understanding the mind to be so misunderstood? Hmm? I'm sure. I'm staying still, damn it. You made me scratch my notebook. That's so fat. I don't care if it's moving. If this train begins to fly, you stand still. Do you understand me? Verstanden, Irma? Yeah. Good. What about this fellow next to you? Ah, well, uh, this is a recent acquaintance of mine. I wasn't mine. asking you. Peter Block. No big story. I just always said I'd come back to France after the war was done, when the grass had grown back over the mud. Five years felt like long enough. Is that all? Yes, sir. That seems a bit light on the details. I was meant to meet a friend of mine, Henry Jackson. We were in the airborne power division together, but he didn't show. Seems he met some woman and forgot about our rendezvous. Travel alone isn't my cup of tea, so I had my fill of French food and bad coffee, and now I'm off back home. Doubt those details matter much, but you did ask. Fine. Thank you. All right, now. You at the back. What's your name? It seems that you don't understand that this badge means that when I ask a question, you put down your book and you answer it. Because it's not really a question. Do you understand now? Good. Name? Emil Rommel. A German? Yes. From the looks of you, you're old enough to have fought in the war. Both. An officer? Yeah. And you mean to tell me you don't recognize this woman standing here cuffed to my arm? I know her name. I think we've had the suspense long enough, Inspector Page. Surely time has come to explain who she is and what she's accused of? I don't have to explain shit to you. However, this is Irma Strauss, the she-wolf of Majdanek. Shut it. Let him get a good look at you. This is the last face a lot of people saw. Smiling at them. She escaped Majdanek at the end of the war. Managed to hide for five long years. Then she got sloppy. And then she got caught. And now she's on her way back for trial. A Nazi on a train headed for death. Weren't you just talking about irony before, Herman? Yes. In this case, I feel it's more of a case of poetic justice. Now, why'd you pretend you didn't know her, Fritz? Got something to hide? No. 
I do not know her. Bullshit. She must have been a pin-up for you boys during the long nights. The ideal Deutsche Madel. Nice Aryan girl. Bet she was into more than just Kinder Kuchen Kirche. Kuchen. I was in the army. I was never a Nazi. I fought for the fatherland. Not the Hosen Hitler. Fick dich. Hosenscheißer. What was it you said about our safety? Little spit won't hurt you, I'm sure. Why are you going back to France, Jerry? I am looking for my brother. Your brother? Yeah. And what exactly would your brother be doing here, in France of all places? He left Germany before the war. The Nazis did not approve of the color of the woman he married. They had planned to move somewhere near here. I have not seen him in 14 years. Well, just stay glued to your seat and no sudden movements, understand? Irma, step back. We're going back to our seat. Quite the method of introduction, wouldn't you say? I've heard of divisions focused on capturing former Nazis, hunting them down. Where did he say she was from? Majdanek. Irma, die Wölfin von Majdanek. Quiet. Sit. Good dog. The camp at Madenek? My God! She's only a female officer. What exactly could Miss Strauss have done to warrant an agent of Interpol to fetch her personally? I've heard stories about that place. Horrible things. Patrick, you really do fade into the background, don't you? I almost forgot to ask who you are. Patrick Belgrave, sir. You know that. You'll need to tell me a little more than that. You've been awfully quiet standing beside the bar there. A good porter should only be noticed when needed, sir. I haven't much of a story, not like Mrs. Hart or Mr. Schwartz, sir. I just work on the line. How do you come to be here, though? That's not a local accent. Um, well, sir, I felt like they work here in France, and I'm... Uh, Sometime before the train arrives, old son. Well, the truth of it is, sir, I moved to Paris when I... because I was following a girl. A girl? Yes, sir. A wonderful French girl. Lee is her name, and, well, I followed her. She had to move back. Her sister had a baby, and so I packed up and came with her, and I work on the line to save enough money to marry her. Oh, how sweet of you, Patrick. You have a photo of this, Leah? Of course. Don't be shy. Let's see it. Well, um, it's in the porter's cabin, sir. They don't allow staff to carry personal effects during their shifts. To keep our attention on passengers, you see. Well, that's a disappointment. Is that your romantic side showing, Inspector? Ma'am, I hunt former Nazis for a living. I hear stories about these monsters worse than any nightmare you've ever had. So when a nice little story like Pat's comes along, I find it a nice reminder of the good in people. Pour me a lime soda, Pat, and there's a generous tip in it for you. Yes, yes, drinks all round, I should say. My treat. Yes, sir, right away, sir. Ich war einmal verliebt. Ich frage mich, ob er noch lebt. I hope not. What did she say? She said she was in love once and wonders if he survived the war. How come she can understand English but not speak it? The hell would I know? Ich habe gelernt, was die Gefangenen sagten, um ihre Schreie zu verstehen. Didn't I tell you to be quiet? What did she say? It's not for women's ears. She said she learned the language of prisoners to know what they were screaming. My word. Inspector, what did this woman do? Was she guard at the Maginot camp? Yeah. Among some other things. Are you really looking for your brother? Yes, George. My brother died in the war. He was a pilot in the Pacific. Family is everything after so many lost so much. I do hope you find him. Mm. Thank you. I keep his photograph as a bookmark. I had a thought maybe when I find him we may pick up where we left off. Like the bookmark. Oh, that's lovely. Do you have a photograph of your brother? 
No, no, we never had a camera in our house. We weren't too well off growing up, I'm afraid. Pity. Mm, absolute pity. I can't remember a time when there wasn't some form of photography in my home. Such a wonderful thing to be able to take a slice of time like that and keep it forever. What was it that William Blake said? To hold eternity in your hand. Speaking to you, Doctor, feels like eternity is always at hand. I say, that's uncalled for. I've bought a round of drinks for everyone, and the least you could do is be civil. Leave it alone, Herman. She's not biting. Here you are, sir. Lime and soda. Thank you, Patrick. Keep the change. Thank you, sir. Oh, should I get anything for the lady? She's fine. Wasser, bitte. She's fine. Just a water for me, too. Uh, mixing Herman's brandy with his mountain air is getting me a little lightheaded. I say, bit of a lightweight there, Pete, old chap. You know, I truly believe that in order to maintain one's sanity, one must have a vice of some kind to enjoy and occasionally indulge. I suppose so. Drink must not be my vice, then. Mm, gambling, then. Or is it women? <laughs> we are in France, after all. I'm a one-woman man and not much into games of chance. Maybe I'm just a dullard. Well, there is something. I'm sure of it. Cigars, perhaps? No, I don't smoke. Really? I saw a rather handsome lighter in your hands earlier. That? That belonged to a friend of mine. He gave it to me. Before he died. Ah, the war, eh? I suppose we all lost at least one person from our lives. <sighs> Dreadful thing. Let's not speak of it again, then. I'll drink to that. What's that? What is that? Give it to me. Irma, give that to... Oh, she's trying to swallow it. Doctor, give me a hand. No, you don't. I said no, you don't, you little shit. My word. Striking a prisoner and, and a woman at that. She had it coming. What have you got there? A matchbook. What good is swallowing a matchbook going to do you? What's this? What the hell is this, Irma? There's something wrong. There's a message written inside the matchbook cover. It's in German. Tell me what it says. Tell me what it says now. It sagt, leck mich am Arsch. Tell me what it says. I'll put a bullet in your knee. <laughs> Damn it. Does anyone here read German? Don't you? I can read print, not this handwriting. How about you? No, my German is worse than my French. Oh, I do. Good for reading Freud's notes, you know. Uh, pass it here. Let's see. Uh, when Oh, oh dear. Oh my. What does it say? It says, when we reach the tunnel, be ready. What does that mean? I don't know. That's all that's there. Give me that. Irma, you are going to tell me right now which one of these people slipped you the note. Krampus. Tell me now, or I promise you will never leave this train alive. It must mean the mountain, sir. There's a tunnel, 10 or 15 minutes from now. Which is it, 10 or 15? I don't know, sir. I'm not exactly sure where we are. Well, figure it out. That's how long I have to find out who gave her the note. So how long do I have, Patrick? I... Um, I'd say 12 minutes, sir. 12 minutes. All right. Everyone get your passports out. Someone here is not who they claim to be. Slowly. Get them out slowly, one at a time. You, show me. It's in my coat pocket. I'm getting it slowly. Hold it open. Get up, Emma. Stand in front of me so I can see you. All right, let's see. Peter Andrew Bloch. Born 12th of October. Looks real. Now you. Uh, here you are, officer. Okay, good. Checks out. Now you. Caroline 
Elizabeth Hart, born July 6th, 1926. 26? You said you were in Africa in 41 with the WAF? Yes. 1926? You'd have been 17 in 41. It's not just the men who lied about their age to join, officer. Ha! Something funny? Show me your passport. Nine. This is not a time to get cute with me, Hans. You show me your papers now, or you exit out the back of this train. Nine. You listen. I didn't survive Hitler and the war just to obey you. Oh, for God's sake, just show him. He already suspects you. Oh, we're way past suspicion now. I'm placing you under arrest for conspiring to assist a prisoner escape custody. I will show the doctor. It is written in German anyway. Herman, get up here. All right. Yes. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Emil Eugen Rommel, born in Hofheim. Well, it looks all perfectly legitimate to me, officer. Still seems suspect you didn't want to show it. You can't trust a German. Not with anything. I have done nothing wrong. You're on the wrong side, that's enough. Even if you hated Hitler, you still fought and murdered my friends. And you murdered mine. Everybody back to your seats. Eyes forward. I'll keep my eyes on the Jerry hiding up the back there. I sat here because I wanted to be left alone. Back to your seats. Eyes forward. Patrick, passport. I... I can't, sir. I'm sorry, but my passports are in the crew cabin. I am truly sorry, sir. Then go and get it. Of course, at once. Oh, come on. Something the matter? No, sir, just the door's stuck. Happens sometimes when it's cold. The doors sometimes freeze over. Here, I'll give you a hand. <clears throat> My word, is it stuck? I don't think it's stuck. This door's been sealed, or something on the other side's jamming it. It won't budge. Bullshit. Get back. God damn, what are these things made of? White oak, sir. Double reinforced with increased noise reduction. Has a Kingswood inlay for the classic look of French royalty. Thank you, Patrick. Does any of that help me get it open? No, sir. Fine. It seems that someone on this carriage is working very hard to make sure Emma is free. Whoever you are, whichever one of you is working with her, you need to know, right now, you will fail. You tried to keep her in Nice, and you failed. I bury people like you for a living. And this trap is nothing but a mistake. And you will live to regret it when you're on trial as a Nazi sympathizer. Now, I have five minutes to find out just which one of you is a traitor working with this Nazi. Why would anyone help her, sir? Perhaps the time has come for you to tell us just what exactly she's guilty of. It may prove some psychological insight into who amongst us is this traitor you suspect. Fine. Irma Strauss worked in Majdanek. Started off as a nurse, got herself promoted to a female overseer. Emma oversaw the women's bunkhouses, work details, and extermination lists. That was just a day-to-day -day cruelty. You don't land a nickname like the She-Wolf without standing out. Irma would have the starving female prisoners stand for hours. Anyone who fell would dare look her in the eye. She ordered whipped with a lash coiled with barbed wire. Infected wounds were operated on without anaesthetic while Irma watched. As she told you, she liked to listen to them scream. Oh my God, please stop. Oh, I will. But you should know, Irma didn't stop there. Torture was a game to her. 
something she would watch. She never got her own hands dirty. She liked to give orders, either to the guards or to her half-starved dogs. Irma is a genuine psychopath. Her crimes are sick, even for a Nazi. That was wonderful. No objection this time, Doctor? No, I must admit, in the shock of what you said, it was damn nice to see. I couldn't agree more. So how do we figure out who wants this monster free? Well, in a typical investigation, I'd investigate the most likely suspect first. Right now, that suspect seems to be one of Irma's own countrymen. Well, Mr. Emil Rommel, what do you have to say in your defense? I have nothing to defend. A lot of people served in Hitler's army. I would never help anyone who enjoyed it. You write in German, the note was written in German, makes you look like a likely candidate. Yes, it does. And if someone were to try and redirect you, they would simply claim they do not know any German. I'd suspect anyone who had been keeping quiet. And if you are looking for suspects, why not start with the one person who has already been lying to you? That seems fair, Kraut. Who do you mean? Who do you think is lying to me? I have been tapping something quite offensive in Morse code on the window for some time now. Mrs. Caroline has not had a single reaction. Really? I find her story lacking. I... I didn't notice. Bull, you said you're in WAF. Anyone who translates messages all day and night doesn't just not notice a Morse message. I'm gonna have to agree with a soldier boy here. With the noise of the train and everything that's been going on, I, I just didn't hear. Ha! Fine. It's true. I was only 17. They didn't let me join. I was married as soon as I was 18. Why the lie, then? To act like a hero. The limp is real. You tell people you were shot by a Nazi, and they show you respect. Tell them your husband once beat you so badly he broke your hip, and they ask what you did to deserve it. I lie so I can survive. And since the war, the world is only room for heroes and villains. There's no place for the rest of us. A liar is a liar. You didn't have to say anything about it. You've seen my passport. You know I am who I say. Oh, I don't know anything. Where's your husband now, Mrs. Hart? He died. An accident at work. With the money from his payout, I came here. The surgeon and niece. That was true. Husband dead. That's rather convenient for you. Jonathan was anything but convenient. Even after his passing, his troubles got me into trouble. That matchbook. It's the train's company's own, isn't it? That's right. There's a whole stack on the bar. I'd wager that's where the person who wrote that message got it from. Or was working there. Surely you're not accusing dear Patrick. That's crazy, sir. I'd never. And she was coming out of the station bar when I helped her. I was not. You were close to her. Honestly, Patrick? You're suspect number two after the crowd. You could have jammed the door before any of us got on board, easily grabbed the matchbook, and for all I know, you could have organised the delay for the prison car. All signs point to you at this moment, son. And if I could see any kind of motive, I'd have you shackled as well. But it wasn't me, sir. The German insisted he sit in this car, and the doctor has been at the bar constantly since he first got on. <gasps> eh, too, Patrick. Everyone shut it! <laughs> What happens when we reach the tunnel, Irma? Ich weiß es nicht. The tunnel's not lit, sir. It'll be total dark. God damn it! Irma, you are going to tell me right now who gave you this note. <laughs> Inspector, if I may, I... Sit down! All of you! 
Stay where I can see you, all of you. I swear, if any one of you so much as moves from your seat, I'll put a bullet in you. Sir, the tunnel's coming up. Whatever your plan is, you filthy Nazi bitch, it's not going to work. <laughs> Did you really think I wanted to stay in Nice? French coffee is shit. You, you speak English? Get back! Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Damn it, man. Help him. There's no helping a man that's been cut ear to ear. Good Lord, I've got his blood all over me. Take my jacket. At least get it off your face. Thank thank you. Oh, Patrick, be a dear. Get me some water. Throat cut by a straight razor. You poor devil, Inspector. Ah, oh, shit. Get the blade, quick, before she does. I don't like to get my hands dirty, remember? You monster. Doctor, come quick. What is it? Oh! Patrick! That fool fired in the dark and hit the boy. Right in the gut. Here, use my jacket for the bleeding. Thank you. Thank you again. Patrick? Patrick! Patrick, if you can hear me, you're going to be all right. Uh, uh, Emil, come hold this against his wound. I have to go fetch my bag. You stay where you are. I'm cuffed to a dead man. Where am I going to go? Shut up! Just shut your mouth and stay there! Good move, Caroline. No telling what would happen if Irma had gotten the gun. Yes, and now that you have it, use it to put that Nazi dog down. Excuse me? What the hell do you mean, Doctor? I mean, whoever on this train that slit the inspector's throat wants that woman free and is clearly ready to kill for her. So... Mrs. Hart puts a bullet in Miss Strauss's head and thus takes away the killer's motive. She's a war criminal. They would have hung her anyway, and this saves him the effort and saves us. I... I don't know if I can do it. Don't just pull the trigger. Pass the gun to the soldier if you must. You could give me the gun. No. No. We can't kill her. Dear God, woman, why not? Because then the inspector's killer goes free. You're right, Herman. Whoever killed Inspector Page, Irma is his prize. If she's dead, he can just walk away from this. Oh, I see. So, we wait to see who dies next to narrow down the search. She's right. There's no justice in an execution. I don't give a shit for justice if it means risking my own life. A coward. He abandons his civilized life as soon as it gets tricky. Yes. We are civilized. And right now, we have the majority. She lives. For now. Good Lord! I always thought a woman would be the death of me, but not one so stupid. I have to go and get my bag. There's not much I can do for a gut shot, but whatever I can do to help poor Patrick, that seems to be all that anyone's willing to do. Peter, go get the bag with him. Are you serious? Are you serious? Do you genuinely believe that I'm the one who wants this woman free? I just told you to kill her. Maybe that's what you wanted all along. Just get your bag and help Patrick. And who the hell are you? She's the one with the gun. I don't trust anyone on this train, but she hasn't shot us, so right now, I suspect her the least. Unbelievable! Well, Patrick, I can treat your gunshot, but there's no cure for all the bullshit that's in the air. Sir. Shh, shh, shh. Don't try to talk. Dear, dear Patrick. Sir, I have to live. Leah, she needs me. Don't fret, young Patrick. The bullet seems to have missed your important workings. You've just got to hold on. 
I'll dress the wound, but you've got to hold on for me. Can you do that for me? No, no, don't answer that. Just, just do it. He's out again. Yes, he'll dip in and out of consciousness until he either bleeds to death or we get him to a hospital. So, what's the plan, Miss Marple? Hmm? How do we find our killer? We... We figure out what happened in the tunnel. Oh, well, here's the study notes. Inspector Page had his throat slit and, in a panic, shot poor Patrick in the gut. You don't think it was Patrick, do you? If he killed him, he'd be right in the line of fire. We can't be so sure. There is no blood between the dead man and the boy. If he shot him over there, there would be blood on the floor. As he stumbled over here, there is none. He's right. A wound that bad. He'd bleed like a stuck pig. What about you? Dr. Schwartz. What about me? You have the inspector's blood all over you. I was standing in front of the man when he was cut. You are right up close then, within striking distance. Roll the body over. Go on, roll him. Why? Irma, would you kindly... There, you see the arch of the wound on his neck? See the arch it makes? Oh, God, please don't. You need to see this, Mrs. Hart. A crescent arc like that denotes a pulling motion from behind the victim as the attacking hand pulls the blade up upon completion of the cut. Not only that, but he was cut left to right by a right-handed assailant. I am left-handed. Hmm, that's what you say. What does Shrink know about bodies? I worked as a coroner all the way through medical school. I told you that when we first shared a drink back when I thought you were a decent fellow. Anyway, I recall you shouting out, get down, during all the commotion in the tunnel. The inspector was shooting. Uh, maybe. Or maybe you were just talking to the Nazi. Let's not forget that poor Patrick was standing on the east side of the train when he was shot, which places the German and our amateur Agatha Christie behind the inspector. Easy for either of them to get within striking distance, as you say. What did Patrick say just before the tunnel? The German insisted he take this carriage. Yes, I did. I made Patrick move me to a different carriage. This one had the less people, less people to speak to, less dirty looks when they notice I am German. <laughs> That's quite a convenient story, Emil. I was a soldier. I was never a Nazi. And the war is over. Your story smells of lies, just like hers. At least she confessed. It does seem strange to travel all the way here, to meet someone, then turn and leave because they didn't come. The hell would you know about it? I dropped behind enemy lines to free this country. You stayed at home and polished the silver. Maybe you made some friends while you were in German territory. Owe them a favor? You gutless piece of shit. You have no idea. Emil says he was just a soldier. I believe him, because every last one of them was rotten to the core. I never saw one of those camps, not till I got back home and saw it on the news like everyone else. I didn't need to. That black cruelty ran through everyone wearing that crooked cross. If you'd fought... You'd know. There's a village in the far north called Koti Trist. Small place, but right near a bridge the Germans decided they needed, so they dug into the Trist and dug in deep. It took a week of siege and waiting, poking at their defences, but we finally breached them, ran them out of the town. <laughs> but before they left, they set fire to the town hall, this big, beautiful old building. We're pushing through the streets and we see the smoke. Then we hear the screams. They had locked everyone inside. Every man, woman and child. They lit the place up to cover their escape. Of course we stopped chasing them to help. Our Major ran to the doors, burnt his hands, pulling the door open by its big iron rings. He didn't care. Those people were burning alive. He gets the door open and then we see parts of him go flying before we even hear the blast. 
they had rigged a dozen of those massive grenades to blow when someone opened the doors. They were still screaming from inside the building, only there was less of it now, and it wasn't long until it was all quiet. That's a German soldier for you. I know the war is over, that there is no Nazi party anymore, only the returning soldiers. You can take off the uniform and box your medals, but you're still a German. That wasn't me. I don't care. I had to dig through ash and bone to find the tags of good men. Why the hell are we even debating this? No one else has reason to want to help her. Unsin, her kind have ruined the fatherland. We built ourselves up from the debt. We put Deutschland back together, and the Nazi tore it apart. They tore my family apart. This is getting us nowhere. Let's just all agree that no one trusts anyone who isn't dead or bleeding. Now speak for yourself. I have trust in Caroline, and I'm pretty sure you're on the level, Herman. That just leaves the crowd. Because she hasn't shot anyone yet? That's right. I don't know about that. She's been very standoffish from the start. Why? Because I spurned your advances. Advances? I was merely trying to make conversation to make a long train ride a bit more interesting. Bullshit. You saw a woman and you decided to try your luck. The wedding band didn't even matter to you. Well, as you said, Pete, who dares wins. You're disgusting. Perhaps you could say that. But the question before you is, am I a murderer? I don't think you have the stomach. That puts two of us with a vote for the crowd. Vote? What are we voting for? Who we keep an eye on, and who she keeps the gun aimed at. It's a long ride, but if we take it in shifts, we can make it to Paris. Except that I don't share your faith in Miss Caroline, and quite frankly, I have my doubts about you, Pete. Ha! Based on what? I doubt him too. Sure. Side with the Jerry. And why not? You've judged him on the actions of others. Trial by reputation alone does not stand up. So that's two against your summations. It seems we have a draw. Not really. She still has the gun. So, those with power stay in power. Well said. Shut up and check on Patrick. Oh, of course. But you realize that we're nearly eight hours at least from Paris. Patrick will almost certainly die somewhere within that time frame. One less witness for you to worry about, Herman. You are really not the chap I thought you to be. Go help him already. Dear lady, I am of the strict medical opinion that poor Patrick's condition needs either immediate medical attention or... Or what? Or we let him bleed out faster. There's nothing I can do for him that won't simply slow his painful death. Not unless we get some real medical equipment and stop this train. And how do we do that? The only way I can think of is with the door sealed, we would require someone to climb around the outside of this carriage over to the next car. That's near suicidal. On travelling at this speed through the cold and what looks like to be a fairly harsh snowfall, I'd say that's a fair assessment. I'll go. (laughs) No! If you depart this carriage, Caroline, that means you'll hand the gun to Pete, and I believe you'll then return to a carriage full of corpses and a missing Irma Strauss. Plus, with your bad hip... Then I'll go. Then the liar will bury us. Emil doesn't trust you, Caroline. I don't trust Pete, neither of you trust Emil, and I truly doubt my ability to hang on to a frozen train carriage. <laughs> Coward. As I told you before, I intend to live through today. What then? We make it even. How? We throw the gun out the back door. Of course! No one has the advantage then. Except for you, since you still have that razor. I will throw that out too. Then no one is armed. Well, then who do we send outside? Someone we agree on. The only person we all trust is Patrick. Mein Gott, we are going in circles. What are we supposed to do? 
We've gone over everybody's story, and as far as we can tell, everyone is who they say they are. Not everyone. What do you mean? We have been so blind. We did not ask her. We did not ask Fräulein Strauss. What is there to know? Of course. What were you doing in Nice, Irma? Shopping. You have been running since the war ended. Why come to the country that hates us the most? The French are so stupid. They couldn't find someone right under their nose. So I came to their nose. I don't believe her. She's hiding something. Of course she's hiding something. Good. Then we're getting close. Answer the question, Irma. Fuck you. Jesus! You missed. My head is up here. I was aiming for your leg. You're lucky I'm new at this. But I think I'm getting better. Now, tell us exactly what you were doing in Nice. The truth? I'm like the dead man chained to my arm. I hunt people who got away during the war. I marked people for the gas rooms. People who never got what was coming. I listed every name what I could remember. Then I find them. I hurt them. Then I execute them. Why come to Nice when France wants to see me hung? To finish my list. To purify. Doctor. Patrick, don't try to move or talk. You're badly wounded, but you will pull through. If only you just rest. You, you can check her things. They're in with the, the inspector's bag. Of course. Oh, thank you, Patrick. Now, now, shh, shh. Lay still. Leah. I want to... I want to see Leah. You, you will, my boy. Brits are made of heartier stuff than what one bullet can do. You'd be surprised how little it takes. I know we won't kill her, but can we at least gag her? After she answers the question. His bag is over here. It's locked, though. The key will be on his body. Oh, my. <laughs> you have the gun, Miss Caroline. I'll do it. Hand me the gun. No, I can get it. Guten Tag, Lugner. You don't scare me. You get everyone else to do your dirty work, even now. At the camp, you'd be my type of woman. One who thinks she's strong, till she has to get off her backside, till she has to work, till she has to march. The soldier's story is weak. They were weak, so they burned. Arian, we have no need for the weak. Ah, oh, you think you can ignore me? At camp, I'd bind your hands with wire and drown you in your own piss. I'd have you whipped, naked, covered in shit, filthy like a whore. Then I'd see if the dog's like a whore. <laughs> Scared, weak, armzelig. They're not here. The keys aren't on him. Maybe she already took them. Of course I did. You argue so much it was easy. Then breast pocket. You, come get them. Caroline, give one of us the gun first. She'll try and take it. I just want to see Caroline up close. See if she smells of whore. I'll watch her. You're pretty up close. You remind me of a girl I knew in school. She said I had snout like a dog. I remember the look on her face when she stepped off the train at my camp. I still think of it during the cold nights. I've got them. Okay, pass them here. Let's see what we've got. Here's the bag. I'll open it so we can all see, shall I? <sighs> Mostly clothes, some papers. I'd say Irma's secured personal effects would be in this envelope here. Ah, here we are. Purse, a few francs, passport under Anna Christel, a cigarette tin, silver ring, 
Penknife, uh, only small, uh, no need to worry, Pete. Uh, notebook, a uh, French phrase book, and a map. Anything on the map? Any place that's marked? Mm, no. no, not that I can see. Let me look. Her notebook. I will read it. Pass her cigarettes. I could use this smoke. <coughs> Stale. Nothing much in the phrase book. <laughs> only things underlined are typical for getting around. I could use one of those too now that you mention it. Sure. Here you go. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, could I borrow your lighter? I don't think I'll ever trust a matchbook again. Uh, ah, thank you. Huh. H.J. What does that mean? What? It's inscribed in the back of the case. Hitlerjugend. Uh, the Hitler Youth. No, of course it is. <sighs> hmm. Oh, not so stale, really. It, my God. What is it? Caroline, step back. Move towards the wall. What is it, Herman? Written on the cigarette case. Who dares wins. Yes, and? Peter, it was you. What the hell are you talking about? You were airborne division. Who dares wins is their motto. You've said it already several times today. The friend you were supposed to meet in Nice, that was Irma. That's not true. It was... Henry Jackson. H.J. It's his cigarette case. Now, hold on for a moment. Think about what you're saying. Peter, stay back. Just hold on. This is a mistake. You were so insistent I use your jacket to tend Patrick. You wanted to cover up the bloodstains from the inspector. Stay where you are, everyone. Nobody move. You wanted her to give the gun to you? We all wanted that gun. Don't pretend like you didn't. And you blamed me all this time. Why, Peter? After everything, the war and all the fighting, your friend... You have to believe me. It wasn't supposed to be like this. So you did do it. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. It was only meant to be me, the inspector, and Irma. No one else. Why? After everything, why? It was the closing days of the war. My squadron were clearing out a Nazi camp, taking prisoners. Henry and I were clearing out a field office, and one of them had a locked briefcase. We made him open it. Inside were bearer bonds from Switzerland. The Nazis had traded gold that the Swiss weren't meant to be banking neutrality and all that. But there they were. I have an uncle back home, a banker, crooked as they come. He could turn it all into cash for us. So we struck a deal. I'd convert the money when the war was over. Henry would stash the bond somewhere safe. That way we needed each other to get the money. Five years, we said. Check back in five years and we'll meet up and see if enough time had passed. I show up to the cafe we agreed on in Nice, but instead of Henry, I find the Nazi bitch waiting for me. She says she'd met Henry in Switzerland. They hit it off, and he told her everything over pillow talk. So she killed him, and came to meet me. She gave me his lighter as proof. Told me we could make the same deal. She knew where the bonds were, and I knew how to cash them. Abandoned a friend for money. And now you're helping this monster escape. You are disgusting. Why tell us all of this? Because this wasn't the plan. I never wanted any of you involved. Henry and I were going to split it all down the middle. Enough money to do whatever we wanted for the rest of our lives. Then you side with the woman that killed him. The only thing important in this life is what you're willing to kill for. I learnt that in the war. Do you know how many towns and villages I saw before Côte de Triste? How many were ruined, broken past being livable? And the people there didn't know how they were going to survive? 
Some of the other troopers and I asked if we could stay behind, help them rebuild. The brass told us we'd be shot for desertion if we did. They wanted a world without Hitler, so they sent soldiers to kill, not build. The Nazis understood that too. They were willing to kill for the world they wanted. At least they were honest about it. Ehrman knows where the briefcase is hidden. My plans haven't changed. Ah, then the inspector got in your way. It wasn't meant to be like this with all of you here. It was meant to be just Irma, the inspector, and me. Then the Kraut wanders in, where he thinks no one will bother him, and Herman strikes a conversation at the station bar and follows me on board. Then you show up. So the plan changed. I, I still can't understand. Siding with a Nazi criminal. All for a bit of money. It's like Emil said. The war is over. And it's not just a bit of money, Caroline. It's enough to buy a house, open a nice pub, and spend the rest of my days without a single worry. All while a war criminal goes free. Some of us want to forget the war. I thought you would understand that, Emil. Well, it's over now. Go stand by Irma and don't move. Go, now. Easy now. I don't want that thing to go off in your hand. It's a long way to Paris still. But now that we have some trust, I say we might just make it with the three of us watching. They're bound to try something, though. Right. Peter, I'm going to throw you the inspector's keys. The handcuff key is on the right. If you want to cuff yourself to Irma... You don't want me to do that. There's one last part of the plan I haven't told you about yet. And what's that? She doesn't know. Dummes kleines Mädchen. Schwach. Zu schwach, um zu überleben. Don't risk it. Shoot them both. Give us the keys and put the gun down, and I'll tell you which of these men is working with us. Don't listen. He's lying. He'll say anything. Give me the gun, Caroline. I don't want to see you get hurt. You're in no position to hurt anyone, and I think you're lying. Last chance. Just put the gun down before I'm forced to take it from you. My God. There's another tunnel ahead. He's been stalling. Sorry, Caroline. Let me help you up. The gun is in my hand now, Herman. You do as I say. Oh, for goodness sake, let me help the woman up. It's all right. I can manage. I've never lived my life as a helpless woman. Why start now that it's almost over? I suppose that's your plan now, isn't it? You can't risk loose ends. When this train pulls into station, Irma Strauss will be dead. We'll tell the guard she broke free took the inspector's gun and started shooting, killing everyone else before we were able to overpower her. Then we slip away before they could figure out what really happened. How's your British accent, Irma? I mean, Miss Caroline Hart. That's Mrs. Hart to you, and your advances are quite unwelcome. Go on, then. Your mind's clearly made up. Why all this talking? Because he only has two bullets left, and there are three of us. Isn't that right, Peter? One into Paul Patrick, one into the wall, the one I shot into the floor by Irma's feet, and one through the back door window. A revolver holds six. You are a sharp one, miss. I'll make you three a deal. I'll only shoot the men. Mrs. Hart will be allowed to jump out the back and have a fighting chance. <laughs> Who knows? You could get lucky and find a way to beat the cold in time to be rescued. That's more of a chance than I had. You deserve to hang, you horrible bitch! You talk like that again, I'll cut your ears off before I throw you from this train. That's enough, Irma. Now, Caroline, throw me the keys. Good. Now toss them over. You want them? Go get them. 
Do you really think throwing the keys out the window changes anything? I tried to give you a chance, miss. Now it's gone. Emil, get up and walk over to the others. Nine. Emil, I don't need another speech about how you refuse to do what people tell you. You either move over there, or I let Irma gut you, and then you get shot. Fine. It will always be people like you who think your violence is enough to rule. You forget that violence makes more violence. Like the snake that eats its own tail. I said spare me the speech. It was no speech. It was a warning. Miss Caroline, I am sorry about your cane. What? Ah! Run! Get up, Caroline! Now run! God damn it! Get back here! We kept running, along the train tracks. I don't know how long for. It was freezing. The wind cut right through my coat. Herman still had the lighter, so we went looking for something to burn. The snow had made everything either frozen or damp, but after a long enough search, we managed to make a fire when the winds died down. The next train along passed us, though, and it seemed like we were sure to die out in the cold. I don't know how long we were out there for, but I'm sure it was only a fraction of the time it felt. I feel like when you're dying, time slows to give you as much of it as it can before it's all gone. The next train along stopped, and from then I don't remember anything until I woke up in the hospital. So, Peter Bloch never actually said he killed Inspector Page? No, not directly. It had to have been him. Irma was still cuffed. I'm sure it was, ma'am. It is just the death of an officer like this needs as close to an exact account as we can get. You understand? I've answered your questions. Now tell me, what happened to the others? Emile and Patrick? Did you catch Irma when the train arrived? Emile Rommel received a gunshot wound to the chest and is in a coma. Patrick Belgrave died of his injury well before the train arrived. I see. He had a fiancée of sorts, Leah. Will the company be forwarding Patrick's pay to her? I am under the impression that Monsieur Belgrave had no immediate family, and since he is unmarried, there will be no compensation payment made. His last wage will be paid towards the cost of his funeral. And the other two? Peter Bloch was found dead in the carriage, having bled out from multiple stab wounds from a small knife. Most likely the pocket knife you described among Irma Strauss's personal effects. And Irma herself? Irma Strauss is at large, for the moment. She escaped you, did she? Slipped through your fingers at the station? All those people dead, and for what? The investigation into Irma Strauss is open. We do need you to make a list of the clothes you had packed in your luggage. Your bags were not found aboard the train. Of course. She's out there somewhere, with my passport and wearing my clothes. I'd say they'll be a little big on her, but she certainly proved herself resourceful. No one can run forever. We'll find her. In the meantime, to avoid a panic, we urge you not to talk about Irma Strauss with anyone. I don't think I ever want to think about her again. I suspect it will take a long time before I'm able to sleep comfortably at night. Am I free to go now? One more question. Do you have any idea where Irma would head to next? No, I don't know. If Peter were alive, I'd say they would be heading to wherever the briefcase is hidden. 
but unless she can find a way to cash those bonds in without exposing herself, I don't know why she would bother. I would assume she decided the risk was too great. That's why she murdered Peter. Is that everything? Your story corroborates with the statement given by Monsieur Schwartz. Less a few minor details. You are free to go about your business as soon as the hospital releases you. I was released this afternoon. Not much one can do about mild frostbite. They even provided me with a new walking stick. Oh, d'accord. Uh, one last thing. You may find it difficult traveling as officers have been alerted to a woman carrying a passport with your name. I have some documentation for you to sign that will explain things should you run into trouble. Thank you. I may stay in France for a little while yet. I think seeing the countryside will do me good. Ah, do as you wish. Uh, check with the officer at the front desk. He'll have your paperwork. I will. Goodbye, Inspector. Au revoir. I say, that took less time than I thought. It doesn't take long to tell the truth. Ah, so they didn't ask about the cigarette case then? No. Why would they? Hardly something that seems significant. I wonder if Peter noticed when he opened it. The map, hidden inside. Maybe. If Irma killed him, perhaps that's why. If Irma killed him? Emil did have the knife when he attacked Peter. At least, I think he did. And Irma doesn't like getting her hands dirty, remember? Hmm, I suppose. It seems like almost déjà vu. A German and an Englishman killing one another in France. History repeats, as they say. Shall we go treasure hunting, then? One thing. They aren't giving Patrick's fiancée Leah anything. I'm not sure how we'll find her, but... If we find this case, we're giving her her share, for Patrick's sake. Of course. For Patrick. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fury Radio. Please stick around for the credits and a sneak preview of our next episode. The last known sighting of Irma Strauss. Written by B.T. Calloway. Directed, edited and produced by B.T. Calloway and Elliot J. O'Neill. Starring Kelly McBride as Carolyn Hart. Thomas Bradshaw as Inspector Thomas Page. Craig Walker as Dr. Herman Schwartz. Ben Hamilton as Peter Block. Tom Burt as Patrick Belgrave. Richard Cotter as Emil Rommel. Phil Harker-Smith as Inspector Baston. Bridget Hamilton as the she-wolf of Madenek, Irma Strauss. And April Pressler as the librarian. Parts recorded at SideQuest Studios were engineered by Elliot J. O'Neill. Parts recorded at the Brain Recording Studios were engineered by Clayton Segalov. Copyright 2020, SideQuest Studios, all rights reserved. For more information and additional content, please visit our website, www.pulpfuryradio.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pulp Fury Radio. All right, BT, take it away. Next time on Pulp Fury Radio, we invite you to travel with us to a world just outside of our own. A world of myth and adventure, where fantasy and magic are not only real, but common. Perhaps a little too common. I know he used fire, but he wasn't a pyromancer, he was a pyromaniac. This is a very minor quest, not even a level one, really. I'm talking real adventure, real danger and excitement. Seek ye not the lost scroll, child. We are in no way equipped to face off against a dark wizard. You majored in English, and I forged all my report cards. Fireball! 
join us next time on Pulp Fury Radio as we follow a pair of common wizards in search of adventure in the first part of our fantasy adventure series called Working Class Wizards. <laughs>